that you want your bodywork sessions to be profound and your dollars to go as far as possible. So if that's what you want, which I know is what I want, you want to dialogue with that practitioner, point, give them directions, give them feedback, and hey, if they're not okay with that, they're not the right fit for you anyway. Ignite your best life. Yoga is the spark. Hello, my friends. I'm Brett Larkin, and welcome back to the Yoga Hacks podcast. If you're yoga obsessed, if you love yoga, if you want to make it a part of every moment of your life like I do, you are in the right place. Thank you so much for listening, and I would love it if you would give this video or this podcast a like, subscribe, rating. It depends where you're watching it, but I really treasure your support. Nothing means more to me than your feedback. So I always love to hear your comments right below the episode. Now, today we are talking about one of life's joys, massage, getting a massage, getting body work done. And I'm also going to give you a ton of tips of how you can massage yourself. So even if you have a budget of zero or close to zero, you can still do so much therapeutic work at home. So first, I'm going to talk about all my hacks to help you get the most out of your massage experience. Because I know for me, it was recently my birthday and my big splurge birthday gift for myself was, you guessed it, to get a massage. And I was just thinking about how many little things I did to prepare for that appointment and get the most out of that appointment and make sure my dollars went as far as they possibly could in terms of facilitating my own healing that I wanted more people to know about. So I'm gonna share all those tips with you to begin. And then we're going to talk about how you can self-massage at home, which is a huge budget saver. And there is literally so much healing accessible to you if you just know how to move your body and have a couple very inexpensive props. I'm going to talk you through what I think you need, the cheapest places to get them. And if any of this ends up resonating with you, I'm actually leading a self-massage plus yoga month inside of Uplifted, our membership uh, community this August. So if you want to pledge some support, support the podcast, support the YouTube channel, support the membership, this is a great way to join. And if you join as a yearly member, I'm actually going to send you free massage balls. That's right, because I really want everyone to have these tools. All right, step one, my first hack for you in terms of going to get body work done or getting a massage is where you're going to go. Picking that practitioner and deciding where you're going to take your business and who you're going to give it to. I think the, I don't want to say the worst, but sort of the least effective thing you can do is just make a random massage appointment. For example, I know a lot of people like to take massages when they're on vacation or they're traveling, but the reality is your massage dollars and how much value you're going to get out of a session is going to go so much farther, so much farther when you are working with a practitioner who knows you and your body. So even though I'm sometimes tempted Every time I'm on vacation or at a really nice spa, I sort of just opt for, actually here's what I do. If I really, really want to get something done, like treat myself with some self-care where I'm when I'm traveling, I usually just opt to get a foot massage or like foot reflexology because usually that's a lot more inexpensive. The session's maybe only 30 minutes. And the reality is that they're just working on your feet and that always feels fantastic. And actually this is hack number zero before we even start with number one. If you can only only afford 
some like to work on one part of the body the feet is the the correct choice in my opinion because we know and those of you who've taken yoga teacher training with me online know that we look at the body always from the ground up because the body functions from the ground up, right? Our feet are our foundation. So when you change the fascia, the interconnective tissue, or just soften the musculature in your feet and ankles, it's having a ripple effect up through your whole body, meaning your pelvis could experience some repositioning, your legs are gonna feel better, it could ease low back discomfort. So in terms of like the most bang for your buck, if you can only do one part of the body, I think feet are the way to go. And again, I, I trust most people <laughs> to touch my feet, right? Like I trust the, the random person at a spa or at a vacation place or something like that. The reality is I usually opt out of doing any body work except with a practitioner I know because again, I'm budget conscious. I don't have millions of dollars to spend on body work and massages and I'm guessing you don't either. So I really want to see someone who I know. So if you can't see someone you know and you just want to splurge because it's fun and vacation, I totally get that and that's where I'm recommending to you to do the, the foot massager, acupressure on your feet or reflexology. Now, your next step is to really find a practitioner who is local, who you can cultivate that relationship with. That's hack number one. How do you find this person? Well, I highly recommend trying to see a myofascial release therapist, which is sort of a specialized type of massage therapy where they're really interested in structural work and working with your fascia, the interconnective tissue that runs through your whole body, as working with the fascia can really change your skeletal alignment, let's say, and this can result in profound health changes. So it's much deeper than seeing someone who's just gonna kind of massage your muscles and you know make you feel good maybe for an hour. So it's, again, much more bang for your buck to see a myofascial release therapist. And my favorite, well, I have lots of people who I love in the myofascial release world, Tom Myers, who's a guest teacher and lecturer in my teacher training, and John Barnes, who has a directory on his website of all the people who've trained with him. And I'll link up to that directory down below so you can try to find someone who studied with him specifically. He's who I've studied with. And... I would highly recommend practitioners who have experience with him. And if you can't find someone who studied directly with him, just ask whoever you're interviewing or, you know, if you call on the phone, you know, do they have experience with soft tissue mobilization, you could say, or myofascial release or interconnective tissue work. So try to find someone who has experience in that because again, your dollars are going to go farther and... You, you have to start somewhere. So if you've, you've, never, you've never seen someone before, you just have to try, but that's something you can look for. And then in addition, you can look at ratings and reviews online, but I think the best way to find people is word of mouth. So I found the most incredible, incredible Chinese medicine doctor for my father through the Kundalini yoga community and Kundalini yoga friends I had in New York. And she's someone who I would never would have found on Yelp and who doesn't have, who doesn't have you know, tons of online reviews or anything like that. So rather than scouring the internet, I would get plugged in, I would ask your local yoga teacher who you like, I would ask other yogis who you trust, who they would suggest seeing. So those are all my tips for finding the right practitioner, which is 
key. I mean, I really think body work, it's like up there on the level of having intercourse with someone or something like that. So just to go see someone random or just book an appointment and not even know who you're going to see and what their qualifications are and how they think about the body is just crazy. Like throw your money in a fireplace and burn it because who knows what kind of result you're going to have. So you've established that you're seeing a practitioner and hopefully you find someone you really love and then you want to go back and continue to see that same person. Why? Because when you're having body work done, something that can happen and happens a lot actually is that if you don't trust the person or if your body, even if you're relaxed in your mind, like you're listening to spa music and it seems like you're relaxed, but if your body senses anything uncomfortable and usually especially if you're getting like a rough massage things are uncomfortable you may subconsciously be in fight or flight mode which means that no true deep healing can occur so i know that sounds crazy but the more you're comfortable with your practitioner the more you're going to be able to let go the more you're going to be able to communicate and dialogue with them and you're gonna see results, your dollars are gonna go farther. Okay, so you're in the room with your practitioner. This is sort of hack number two, or I'd say number two thing to look out for. Ideally, your practitioner, especially the first time you see them, does a body assessment of you, meaning they ask to see you and they look at you from across the room. So, and and maybe you have your clothes on or maybe you just have your bra and your underwear or your boxers on, but they ask to see you from the front, the side, the back and maybe watch you walk. Now, if they don't ask you to do that, mm, to me that's sort of a red flag because it means they're gonna massage you and do body work on you with no context of what's going on in your body in space. To me, that's crazy. It would be like doing construction on a house without looking at the house or without looking at the architectural plans of the house or without standing outside the house and being like, oh, the roof is caving in and the left side of the house is lopsided, right? Like that would be a huge red flag that this person isn't really taking into account the whole house. Same thing with your practitioner. They're not taking into account you, your overall well-being and the whole body if they don't look at you from a whole body point of view. So again, those of you who've done yoga teacher training with me know we have an entire big module just on body reading, which most yoga teacher trainings don't even include because I'm so passionate about really healing the whole person. And the first step in that is observing the person from across the room. You, you need to see that full body perspective to see how everything's lining up, right? Is their left shoulder hiked up? Is their right hip hiked up? Do they have a torsioned pelvis? Is one leg longer than the other? All these things. So, you know, it doesn't mean your practitioner is terrible if they don't do this, but it's sort of like red flag. That would be one of the things I'd be looking for, especially when I'm seeing someone new, seeing them for the first time, if they didn't do that at all. That would be somewhat concerning. Okay, so try to find someone who, who does that because means they're really into what they're doing and your dollars are going to go farther. Now, hack number three is to really take care of yourself and do as much self-massage, which we're going to talk about in just a moment, and as much work on your body as you can before you go get body work done. And I know this may sound counterintuitive because a lot of us just like want to go get body work done when we're in pain or you know there's there's been a really rough couple weeks or we're just like oh this this hurts 
Again, those are all fine impulses. Do it. I'm just saying, if you want your dollars to go as far as possible, the the way that you're going to do that and heal your body the most is to go see a therapist or practitioner when you are in the best shape possible. Okay, here, let me put this in practical terms for you. Something that most people need done, and I know I need done, almost everyone needs done, is to traction their low back, right? Most of our low backs could use some traction. And when I say traction, it's like imagine a massage therapist standing at the top of the table, you're face down on the table, they have their hands on your sacrum, that triangular area just above your bum, and they're pressing down, right? Your low back is lengthening, ha, ah, feels so good, right? So, Everyone pretty much needs that. I know I need that. But do I want my massage therapist, who I'm paying a lot of money to spend our session doing that, when I could easily traction my low back at home with my yoga trapeze? No, right? Like, before I ever go see my myofascial release therapist, I make sure to traction my low back as much as possible. I force myself to get on the trapeze so that when I see her, we don't have to, I don't want to call it waste time, but so we don't have to spend time doing that. So we can spend time having her get into parts of the body that I can't touch or I can't access or I can't release myself or maybe addressing skeletal misalignment issues that I'm not even aware we have. We can't do any of that work if if my back is just super tight and same thing, like maybe my traps are crazy tight. So I really prep for my body work sessions and my massage sessions, again, because I want to get the most value, the most healing I can out of the session by foam rolling my low back, foam rolling my hips, ball rolling my shoulders like a crazy person, and again, hanging out on the yoga trapeze. We'll put a link to the yoga trapeze too below this episode. So if anyone wants to try it, they can. There's a great deal where you can get it free for 30 days for a dollar and just see if you even like it or want to use it. Um, But we're we're getting into the self-massage part of the story now. But really, really try to... Think about doing healing work on yourself in the days leading up to that massage session. And there's a double benefit here. A, the therapist is going to have time to go deeper with you instead of addressing sort of like surface level common problems. B, you are going to go into the session with so much more body awareness than you would have otherwise that you're going to be able to really direct them and let them know exactly what you're feeling, exactly where you think you need to work because you've been tuning in and doing your own self-massage in the days leading up to the session. The worst thing is to go into a session and they're like, what do you want to work on? And you're like, I don't know, everything kind of hurts, right? No, you want to be like, hey, I think there's something going on in my left IT band. Hey, I've been experiencing some, you know, weird ankle uh, tightness, after I run or after I foam roll, you know, at this specific time of the day. Um, That's the kind of thing you want to do. And for those of you that are maybe a little intimidated and are like, well, I don't know the names of my muscles and I don't know the body that well. Okay, this is hack and tip number four. I want you to point to the areas of the body that you want your practitioner to work on. You don't need to know the names. They don't care. Nobody cares. 
point to where you want them to touch you and where you want to be worked on. So just like point to your leg, point to your hip, kind of touch with your palm, be like, here's where I'm feeling it sort of hurts. And then once they get their hands on you, dialogue with them, being like, oh, I think it's a little to the left. I think it's a little to the right. I think it's a little up. Oh yeah, 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 there, that's the spot. That's the spot that hurts. Your practitioner is going to appreciate this direction so, 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 so much. And I know that when I was doing a lot of body work on clients myself, I was constantly trying to engage with them and dialogue with them because no one knows your body better than you. And if you don't give them that specific direction and if you don't point to that particular area and if you don't tell them, hey, a little up to the left, a little bit down to the right, they're just guessing. Like, yes, they can feel and palpate and try, but they're not living in your body. You are. So that's my next big tip. It's like you want to say something. You want to communicate. You want to dialogue with them. I think a lot of people think whether they're going into a massage session or even chiropractic that they need to play the role of the patient and they need to just be quiet and they need to, you know, just listen to the spa music or you know, let the practitioner do whatever they want and the practitioner knows more than them. No, 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 no. The practitioner is there to serve, to, to A, serve you, but also be in a team and a partnership with you. You you two are working together, right? Again, maybe you're someone who just goes to massage, goes and gets massages to relax and you don't really care and that's fine. But I'm assuming if you're listening to this podcast, like you really care about your body, you're really deeply into your yoga practice and you really want to, achieve optimum health, which would mean that you want your bodywork sessions to be profound and your dollars to go as far as possible. So if that's what you want, which I know is what I want, you want to dialogue with that practitioner, point, give them directions, give them feedback, and hey, if they're not okay with that, they're not the right fit for you anyway. The, a good practitioner is psyched. I know I was always thrilled when people could really direct me because they really want to heal people. That's why they've chosen this as their profession, so they love it when people give them direction. This is why it's also critical to find a practitioner you're really comfortable with who you see over and over again instead of always seeing random people because you're going to get more comfortable talking to them. And that relationship, that partnership is going to go deeper and deeper. Okay, last hack or tip here for when you're getting a massage is breathing. Yep, breathing. You want to focus on your breathing, super deep breathing, long, slow, inhales and exhales, breathing into areas of sensation that the therapist is working on as much as you can during the session. And this is this is like doubling your value, doubling, <laughs> doubling your investment in the session. I catch myself all the time, even as someone who would consider myself a quote unquote expert, right? Maybe just holding my breath or just feeling a little tense when they're digging into a really sensitive spot. Okay, first of all, you can dialogue and tell them to back off. Just be like, hey, can you back off or go in a little more slowly? Or this is a really sensitive spot for me. Let's go slow. Two, focus on your breathing. Every body work session I go to, I'm constantly asking myself at all moments, how can I breathe into this deeper? How can I maybe move a little bit so that I could breathe into this and feel and allow the sensation to dissipate, right? 
when you do really, really deep breathing, it stimulates your parasympathetic nervous system, that rest and digest function of the body. That's the zone we want to be in when we're getting body work done. If you're in fight or flight or you're thinking about your to-do list or you're tensing against your practitioner's elbow because it kind of hurts, again, money in the fireplace. You're just burning it, right? You're getting no benefit because even if it feels kind of good or you feel like you were worked on the next day, no true healing occurred because you weren't in that receptive, relaxed, parasympathetic nervous system zone, which is where true healing occurs. So by focusing on the breath, you are really, really, really adding value to your session. And I don't know why more practitioners don't cue people to focus on their breathing. I think, again, they don't want to be bossy. They want you to you know, feel like you have this luxurious experience, not an experience where they ask you to do something or be bossed around. But you could even tell your practitioner up front, hey, I really want to get the most out of this session. If there's something I could be doing on the table, either with my breath or moving my body in a certain way that could enhance your work, please let me know, right? That would be a great thing to say. Because then they know you want to be an active participant, an active partner in your healing. And and again, they will be psyched. They will be so excited because, of course, they're used to working on people who have like zero body awareness and, and don't even care. So really focus on your breathing. Don't get lost in the spa music. You can even ask them to turn the music off so that you can make sure you hear your own breathing the entire time. And when I say deep breathing, I'm just talking about deep belly breath. So inhaling for a count of three into your belly, feeling your rib cage expand, really inhaling as much as you can, and then exhaling, letting everything go. It doesn't have to be ujjayi breath. It doesn't have to be any specific breath. I know I really like to breathe in through the nose and maybe out through the mouth or sigh out. I also often flutter my lips like a... If it's like a really intense spot, I'll do whatever I can to help something relax and let go. And again, I'm super comfortable doing weird movements and fluttering my lips because I'm super comfortable with my practitioner because I trust her and I've been working with her for years. And that's what I want for you is I want you to find someone who you can invest in locally to build that partnership instead of, again, like throwing money away, burning it in the fireplace, just indulging in massages here and there when it's quote unquote a special vacation you really want that local partnership especially because then you can call on them if you have an injury or if you have something going on that really really needs your attention okay so let's shift gears now and actually before we do that you know one thing you can do to sort of see how you feel after a session or one thing you maybe want your your practitioner to be looking for is similar to how they hopefully looked at your body when you got on the table you kind of hope or would want them to do a little assessment or look at you after the session as well to see how things have shifted or to see how the body maybe even looks different, which I know sounds crazy, but you would be amazed, especially with myofascial release and soft tissue mobilization, how much the body can change and look different uh, at a skeletal level just after 60, 90 minutes of incredibly deep uh, soft tissue mobilization. Okay, so... Let's talk about self-massage now. All the things that you can do at home 
without spending any money or paying anyone. Literally, it can be like the best massage of your life every day at home if you just have a few tools and set aside the time. And then you can feel amazing and you can go see a practitioner much less often or only when you really have a problem or really have a need instead of it having to take up a lot of your budget. So there's two things that you really, I think, need in order to self-massage at home. And I go into a lot of detail this uh, on this in our August program. I have links to everything, the different options, price points. The reality is like the cheapest way to do this is for you can spend under $20, all right? So number one thing you want to get is a foam roller, a 36-inch long foam roller, not some teeny tiny cheap foam roller. I really like the 36-inch full length, meaning it's a long foam roller because that way you can lie down on it on your back. So you're going to be able to foam all the little areas that you can foam with a smaller foam roller, but you also have the benefit of it being able to be the same length as your spine, which means you're going to just be able to do way more stuff with it. And it's the only foam roller you'll ever need. If you get a little foam roller as your first foam roller, chances are later you'll want a bigger one. So you can do things with the erector spinae muscles that run alongside your spine. Just get the biggest one first. It's the only one you'll need. $18.99 on Amazon with free shipping if you live in the US. So all you need to spend is $18.99. I don't know how much massages cost where you live, but that's a pretty good deal for like a lifetime investment, lifetime partnership with a foam roller. And then the second thing you need is some sort of ball or massage ball. Now, if you're on a budget, guess what? Use tennis balls. Just spend the little budget you have, that 20 bucks on the foam roller. And most of us have tennis balls in our garage, lying around in our house, or you can find some in a park, maybe throw them in the washing machine if you're gonna do that. But tennis ball works, right? It's, it's totally possible. Some people like to use softballs. Softballs, I think, work great on the hips and a little bit the low back, but I wouldn't use them, I wouldn't use a softball in my shoulder area. The shoulder girdle is just too, too delicate, I think. Too many smaller um, bones and muscles. I think softballs on the hips work well, but you know, while I love the tennis ball, is like that's safe to use in my perspective on the whole body, assuming you know what you're doing and you're, you're moving mindfully. Now, if you want to level up from the tennis ball, which I'm sure many of us do, there are tons of options. And again, I detail them all in this August self-massage plan. So there's, you know, you could spend as much as $70 on massage balls. You could get my red myofascial release ball that I sell on my website that also comes with a ball rolling video. I think it's $34 with free shipping in the US. So that's just an all included price. A lot of people like those yoga tune-up balls. Again, if you're an Uplifted member, look at the email and the PDF booklet I have that contains all this information and the links. So that's really it. You need a foam roller <laughs> and you need some balls. And once you have those two things, and then yes, you need a third thing, which is some guidance, some idea of how to get started with these props doing self-massage at home. And that's exactly what I've designed this self-massage plus yoga themed month for in Uplifted. I'm so excited to share it. It's basically extended length videos. By extended length, I mean they're 45 minutes to an hour that you can do 
on where I'm using these props and talking you through what I'm doing. And we have different focus, a different focus in each video. So shoulders, hips, low back. Again, a lot of these areas are interconnected, but we also do calves, shins, you name it. And for some of them, we use the foam roller. For some of them, we use the balls. And there's a member-only podcast that goes into a lot of detail on how to use these props. Not just like the movements of what movements to do on the props, but how to be thinking about sinking into the prop and when to know when to be still and when to know when to move and when to know that the pain is therapeutic or the sensation, I like to use the word sensation, not pain, is therapeutic and when it's time to back off and how often to roll and foam roll, right? Like this isn't maybe something you want to do like hardcore multiple days in a row because the the, the soft tissue and your muscles need, need time in between to recover and I talk about what that recovery looks like. So if that's something you're interested in, definitely sign up, upliftedyoga.com. And again, by pledging your support and becoming a member for, even if you just want to join for the one month, it really helps uh, support the whole community, supports all the free content on YouTube, and you can always just cancel at any time. If you want to commit and become a yearly member, again, I'm going to ship you a free massage ball of your choice, which I think is a super, super rad deal that you should take me up on. So doing the self-massage might seem like a big commitment because you're like, oh, Brett, I have to do 40 to 45 to 60 minute um, videos. I'm kind of busy. But here's the thing. What, what you want to do is whether, again, and I'm sure there's other programs out there. I don't know of any, but uh, off the top of my head. But if you wanted to, to invest or do some foam rolling or ball rolling programs elsewhere, that's, that's fine too. Do a program so you can get educated about how to roll and then <laughs> what's going to happen is you're not going to need the videos anymore, right? Like if you do my August program, you're going to need the videos <laughs> for maybe two, three sessions. And then after that, like you are just going to get it. You're going to know how to intuitively move. You're going to know how to use the props. You're going to listen to the, the podcast I have that's for people going through the program that details all the nuances of what you're looking out for, what you're trying to feel. And then you can do it while you're watching a movie with your family. You can do it while you're reading a book if it's a one-handed like Kindle situation that, and you can read. You can do it in your bed, right? All of a sudden, it, it's not like you have to set aside this whole hour to do this, this video or the, this 45 minutes to do the video with me, you were really just after a session or two going to be able to just completely have this information in your DNA. And there's so many little times I know when I'm like just hanging out with my family at night, watching TV or watching a movie or playing around with the dog or sitting and folding laundry or waiting for the clothes to get out of the dryer that I'm using all these props and I'm able to foam roll and self-massage all the time, all the time. Pretty much I can. you can find time every day and you can fit in little 15, 20 minute sessions and it's really life-changing. So let me know what questions you have about things I talked about in this episode. I would love, love, love to know if any of these hacks are helpful in terms of going out to get a massage. Again, my message is not to like not seek professional help or never seek a body worker or a chiropractor. You definitely want to do that. I just want to make sure that if you are doing that, your dollars are going as far as possible. And again, I think self-massage is one of the most 
underutilized tools and it fits perfectly with yoga. So in this, this August program I put together, and if you're listening to this after August, <laughs> for those of you far in the future, uh, all the uplifted programs are accessible to members. So you can join and this will just be one of the many programs that's accessible to you. But in this August plan, talking about how this fits so well with yoga is I've actually put together a monthly calendar for you where you practice four times a week and I'm alternating in in those sessions between foam rolling, ball rolling, and just traditional yoga classes that complement the area we just foam rolled. So it's going to be really cool because when you start the month, you're going to sort of have your body in one place. And then hopefully by the time you finish the month, because I move through the week systematically, we move through the body from the bottom up, (laughs) as you might have guessed. Um, we're, We're interplaying or I'm suggesting the rolling and the yoga you should do in, in a complimentary order that's ideally going to make you feel great and that by the end of the month, it's like, whoa. So definitely check out the link for that. Upliftedyoga.com is where you can get that. And if you're interested in really going deeper and doing teacher training with me, you can do that with me online. It's one of the, I think it's the only premium interactive online teacher training in the world. Highly interactive, incredible community. Get the details for that at brettlarkin.com forward slash train. And have a beautiful day. Make sure to stay connected. Our private Facebook group, which is free for everyone, is yoga, H-A-C-K-S community.com, yogahackscommunity.com. So you can let me know what you want to hear in future episodes and what you thought of this one. And again, taking just five minutes to leave either a comment on YouTube or a review on iTunes really means the world for me. Thank you so much for hanging out and listening all the way to the very end. So much love from my heart to yours. Namaste. This episode was brought to you by Uplifted. Try Brett's membership community for people who want to enrich their life through yoga for free at brettlarkin.com uplifted. Yoga obsessed? Join Brett for yoga teacher training at brettlarkin.com train. And don't forget to give back. Like this podcast, leave a rating or review. Share this with someone you love. Remember, now is the time to dedicate yourself to what matters most. From my heart to yours, namaste.